0: What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Walking with the King podcast. I'm your host, Teresa King, and welcome to another episode i am so excited for this episode you have no idea i have been really praying on what exactly i'm going to be speaking to y'all today um and then i was going to do this one i, I i'm probably gonna do it later on in this series But I was going to do a topic and, you know, today I was so moved by church and I was just like, you know what? Like, I feel the Holy Spirit is telling me to talk about this. So we are going to talk about it. But first things first, if you all haven't listened to last week's episode, please do. My friend Trey came to join me and he shared his amazing testimony. All glory to God. You know, God is just so good. And he moved mountains when it came to Trey's life and Trey's anointing so go ahead and listen to that it is a beautiful testimony and also next week I may have a special guest if not next week then the week after so make sure y'all guys stay following in case y'all have it are still following make sure you follow and um yeah we have pretty big exciting topics to talk about in the rest of this series so yeah just stay tuned keep it keep being real and yeah um quick update on my foot last (laughs) um I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I injured my foot really badly and honestly it still hurts it's been about a month not a week not two weeks it's been a month guys like on the 23rd of february will officially be one month since i've injured my foot um when i'm recording this i should technically be off the boot but I am still in some pain so I don't know if I'm gonna keep the boot on for another day I don't know it's a mess I might have to go to like a specialist to get it like checked out I really (laughs) I really did a good number on my foot um yeah keep me in your prayers I'm still in some pain I'm able to walk on it a lot more but I still have that little aching pain on one of my ligaments. So um, also my little brother just had surgery on the 15th of February. So keep him in your prayers as he is going through the healing journey of this recovery. And my little brother, he's 18 years old, so he is very young and um, a handful. So pray for my parents too, because uh, we went down to go visit them the other day. And my brother was kind of... He just got out of the hospital the day before we came over. And (laughs) my parents were going everywhere for him. And um, yeah, just keep my parents in the girls' prayers. Keep my brother in the girls' prayers. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it's been... It was funny watching them. So we're going to jump into this topic. Normally, I ramble on for a couple more minutes... But we're going to get into it. (sighs) You ready? Let's talk about the Grammys, guys. (laughs) But first things first, congratulations to the Christian artists that actually won a Grammy. Very well deserved. I did not watch the Grammys, for one. I refused to watch the Grammys. One, because I really don't care for secular music as... um, rude that may sound, (laughs) but I really don't care for secular music. I don't listen to secular music um, pretty much at all, to be honest with you. The only time I actually do quote-unquote listen to secular music is whenever I am at work, and that is going on in the background due to my co-workers, you know, computer playing the music. I tend to just have like an earbud in, and listen to my own thing but um yeah so I refuse to watch the Grammys because I don't care for secular music and because of situations like this. Sam Smith. If y'all were here for last season I did a podcast episode called Hidden Messages and I really went to detail on how the devil disguises himself in the media by quote-unquote art and quote-unquote Imagery or whatever they decide to um, name it—it's the devil. If it's against God, it's demonic. Period. But I went really into detail. So this is kind of like a part two of that series, but not really. We are going to talk about like all these hidden messages, Um, but at the same time, not really. (laughs) Anyways. Sam Smith did a whole performance on this song literally called Unholy. For those of y'all who don't know, it is pretty much about adultery. As far as I'm aware, I don't like listening to it. It's on like TikTok and Instagram Reels. And honestly, it really pisses me off (laughs) because I don't... I don't like it. Like, I don't want to be fed into that song. And it sucks because it's really catchy too, but that's a whole different story. But it's literally called Unholy. And there is a lot of videos going around of his performances doing demonic symbols and signs and it just kind of proves the fact that he is doing this because he worships the devil and a lot of people are saying like on the media oh he's just doing this to get back at christians like he's just making fun of christians you're proving our point on why we are mad if he is doing it to make fun of christians and mock christianity and disrespect our god that proves our point on why we are rebuking Sam Smith. He did a whole demonic, disgusting performance for the Grammys, and honestly, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad for the Christian artists that were there. If I was there, I would got up and leave. Like, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't stay there for that moment. And what really ticks me off is because, like, Sam Smith dressed in all red and he was, like, with, like, a bunch of people and they were pretty... They are really dressed demonically, to be honest with you. And someone said on Twitter, can't wait for Sam Smith performance. He is looking awesome with his people, whatever it said. But what another very popular like brand i'm not gonna say the name y'all could do y'all's research yourselves but literally everybody has heard of this brand this company said yes we cannot wait to worship who do you think they are worshiping for one because it's not god and they passed out demon horns and all this stuff and i it, it should break your heart because of what this world has come to. And honestly, it has not been, it's always been this way. It's always been demonic. It's always been of the world. But especially now that we have, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, it is making it very well known that this is going on. You know, we are able to see it on our phones, what the devil is doing. Same thing with Beyonce. I'm going to go there. So if I offend you, one, I'm not sorry, because God is t- is literally speaking to you right now. And um, I'm praying for you. But Beyonce, by the Grammy, she won the awards. She won all of these awards and broke the record for the most Grammys to ever be won in a year, whatever it was. Um, cool. Good for her. The thing is, is I rebuke that. The fact that Beyonce is actually the most, well, whatever it is, she won the most Grammys, she won the most awards, just proves that people are actually listening to her, and it's sad. There is a, there is a lot, not only one of them, but they are a lot of songs that she has, which is very vulgar, disrespectful lyrics to our Christianity faith, one of them that really really irked me was pretty much that i think it was in i don't even know where it was at but pretty much in the lemonade album i think she said that she clogs her menstrual cycle with the pages of the holy book that is disgusting and i rebuke that and what really irks me is that it is so well known that beyonce is a part of the illuminati like she worships the devil she does so many things to where it mocks the christianity and if it, like i said before if it mocks christianity it is of the devil if it, if it disrespects christianity it is of the devil i don't care what y'all guys say i promise you that it is Google it, research it, read the Bible. You do what you gotta do to believe me, but don't take my word from it. Take God's word from it. But what really, really upsets me is that there is a lot of Christians who are supporting her. You know, she is a woman of color. She is a very wealthy woman of color. Cool. Whatever. All empowerment, whatever it may be. I really don't care because... As Christians, we are called to do better. As Christians, we are supposed to call out the things that are wrong in this world, not embracing it. And I'm talking about that one Christian artist. I'm not going to say who. Y'all could do y'all's research, but there's this one Christian artist who is a wife of another well-known Christian influence. I'm really loosely saying the word Christian, but she is Praising Beyonce. She posted her on her own personal Instagram. She's saying all this stuff about how she's her friend. If you are really her friend and if you are really a Christian, you would not accept what she is doing to your faith. Your God that you are supposed to be worshiping, that you are singing about. And I like literally, you're singing, worshiping our God. And you are allowing your friend to disrespect that. No, no, ma'am. I rebuke that. And if you are a Christian and you are going to the Beyonce concerts, that one preacher said this, and I am going to say it, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm not too sure if I'm saying her name right, but typically tiffany montgomery she is a pastor and she is very well known for having her video go viral on tiktok rebuking christians who are attending beyonce's renaissance tour i agree with her if you are a christian i rebuke you in the name of jesus because if you are the one who is worshiping the one and true god and it's going to a crush to a concert That is allowing this imagery, this vulgar demonic imagery and disrespectful lyrics on our Christian faith. If you are going to a concert just to be cool, I don't even know why you would even go. Like, I do not understand why us Christians are allowing these behaviors. As a Christian, we are supposed to be the salt and the light of the world. We aren't supposed to give in to the earthly and fleshly desires of what is going on in this world. And the thing is, is that with this media that we have, this platform we have, the social media that we have, we get to see it in broad daylight. And y'all refuse to see it. You know, the other day I had my, uh, my professor, he came up to me and he was like, the Illuminati is just making themselves known at this point. And I told him, I was like, the reason why it is happening now is because you're seeing it. It's been happening for years, for decades, for a long time. The devil has been coming out, making himself known, but people are just so blind to see it. And sometimes, you know, me, myself, I get blind. And then I get the Holy Spirit telling me, no, no, this is not right. This is of the world. Don't be listening to this. This is of the world. Don't be seeing this because this is of the world. Don't be participating in this stuff because it is of the world. The one thing I recently got convicted on was the Super Bowl with Beyonce. uh, Not Beyonce. um, with, um, With Rihanna. I was a number one fan of her when I was living for the world, I promise you, it was my goal to see her in concert, and then she completely, like, stopped doing music, and started doing her makeup artist brand, whatever it is, and, um, yeah, it really convicted me, I was so excited to see her, um, her performance, her comeback performance, uh, for the Super Bowl, and the whole time, I was like, this isn't right, this doesn't sit well in my spirit, this isn't doing good, Uh uh-uh, I don't like this, and I kind of played it off by saying, yeah, it was a good one, yada, 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 I even posted on Facebook, like, um, I'm waiting for the Rihanna concert, but people are just throwing balls on the feet, on, like, on her stage, or what, something like that, and, um, you know, I got convicted of it, I'm not saying this because I, I think i'm better than you no i'm saying this as a reminder to me that we can allow this stuff to happen we are christians guys we are made from the flesh of god he made us we are made in the image of god we are not supposed to be this way Jesus says to be the salt and the light of the earth, we need to stand out and tell people that this isn't right. Now, not only was that going on at the Super Bowl, and Brianna's concert performance, I keep saying concert, whatever, (laughs) but um, the avocado commercial, I don't know if y'all saw that, where they mimicked um, that Adam, the Adam and Eve story. (sighs) I was literally watching them with my community group, the Super Bowl, and I was just like, hmm, that doesn't sit right in my spirit, and everybody was like, no, that was, that was out there, um, Damar Hamlin's, I'm probably saying these, these names all wrong, but his jacket, Mocking Christianity, Mm -mm. you literally died on the field and you had everybody praying for you we had the ESPN on live national television praying for you just for you to mock us to mock our God the one who literally saved you you're mocking him Mm nope nope I do not like it. I do not like it at all. And I'm telling you this because I love you guys. Y'all listen to me every single week. I ramble on about all these different types of stuff, but yet you keep coming back and that's why I'm telling you because you need to hear it. I need to hear it. But the cool thing is is that even though the devil's not hiding, neither is God. He is moving. <laughs> So like before I get really into like the main topic of this podcast, even though we're about to hit 18 minutes soon, but there is something going on in our spiritual world and it is coming into the real earthly world. (laughs) Everything that is going on in the spiritual realm is coming down into now just like in ephesians it said that we are not fighting the flesh and blood but against the spiritual rulers and authorities in the evil realm it is coming into life i have been so attacked lately my husband has been so attacked lately and we have been pushing and pushing and pushing through to get away from the devil it got to a point well Y'all should anoint y'all's home, but we had to reanoint our home because it has just been so bad. And I refuse. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not in Jesus' name is the devil going to come into my home and try and ruin my mental health, my husband's mental health, and not it to come into what we are trying to fix in our personal lives. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, and I rebuke that for your house too. But the cool thing is, is that God is not hiding either. Ashbury University, there is a full-on revival going on. And it has been going on since last Wednesday from when I'm recording this. I am recording this on the 19th of February. It has been a full 150 hours of this revival. It has not died down. If anything, it is it has been growing into outside. It started out in the chapel, but now it's moving on to outside because people are looking forward to what God is doing, and not only in that university, but in everybody's life. Um, In Corpus Christi, Texas, a high school had a full-on revival in the courtyard of their high school. Um, There's a heavy metal band called uh, Bloodline. They had a concert in Fort Worth, and it has gone into a full revival. Like God is just showing up. Like I saw this one meme and it was like the grammy's uh, uh the devil saying like at the grammy's like oh cool like everybody's going to stop and worship me for 5 whole minutes and God's just like watch this and he is just pouring out the Holy Spirit like burning fire pouring out the fire into every single place possible because I know that there has been revivals going on in my own church I know that there's a revival going on at my hometown church there's revivals going on left and right the cool thing is is that people are just so overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit that they forget to press record. Cause they're still talking to God. And by the time, at least for me, I wanted to record today's revival at my church, but I was just so focused on God. I wasn't focused on the world. And that's what a revival is. You're not supposed to be looking for validation from the world, but validation in God. But the thing is, is that since there's all these revivals people are just getting so confused on what exactly a revival is and um I'm not necessarily going to I'm going to explain what a a revival is and I'm just going to kind of go into how to acknowledge one I guess (laughs) I don't really know but um Like I was saying, like, how this was going into a spiritual warfare part three, um, this episode, it's just kind of like, now we talked about the spiritual warfare going in within you. There's now a spiritual warfare in the spiritual realm and is portraying out into the media. We're seeing, you know, all of these demonic singers coming out with these demonic songs and demonic outfits and all of this demonic stuff but then God is coming in and he's saying look what I'm doing keep your eyes on me I am the one that's coming into this place I'm the one who is going to be setting this place free this is a sign that God is coming guys the fact that we are just seeing all of this stuff manifest into the real world God is saying like it's getting closer to the time However, we do not know when God is coming. We do not know the hour, nor the day, nor the year, nor nothing. So, if someone says God's going to come in whatever year, you better rebuke that person because he is lying. Because it is in the Bible, Jesus says that we don't know the hour nor the day when he will come back home. He will come back to call his people home. But we need to stay prepared we need to stay ready. We need to make sure that our hearts are aligned with God. And that is one thing that is really difficult when you are in a spiritual warfare, because you just want to give everything to God and you're giving everything to God, but then you are just stuck in this realm of just doubt. (laughs) My husband showed me this place and this, my husband Showed me this little image that he drew out that he learned from a sermon, and it said, You have a, th- a line going through your prayer and your answered prayer, like your prayer being answered, and in that line is doubt. And a lot of the times, we stay in this doubt because that's where the devil likes us to be, he wants us to stay in this place of doubt. And that's where the spiritual warfare comes in. And with that, we need to just keep our faith aligned on God. We need to keep our eyes on God. I don't know if y'all have watched The Chosen, but keeping up with The Chosen, like I have, but this last episode of season three, it is so good. Spoiler alert, not really. If you read the gospels, it's there. (laughs) But it kind of goes into Jesus walking on water and leading up to you know Simon Peter's story like this is dramatized this isn't biblical it's based on biblical events um dallas said it himself the creator of the chosen saying that this is not the gospels do not come to the chosen for the gospels but it is pretty much what could have happened but a lot of things are dramat- dramaticized so anyways simon peter his wife had a miscarriage and that has been really dwelling on him and he has been so angry at God and I feel like we could all be like we've all been there when we were just so mad and angry at God to where we just don't want anything to do with him I know I have been there and I am saying this out loud because I don't want you to feel like you're the only one um but he was so mad at Jesus I mean like I'm trying to like obviously we don't know why my Simon Peter walked on the water in the first place I like asked Jesus to put him on the water but thinking back to how the chosen portrayed it you know he trusted god with his wife while he was away doing his work and having his wife go through that that pain that agony that suffering and it really hit me really badly <laughs> because there has been so many moments where currently I've been walking with God for almost two years now, but there has been so many times where I have questioned God on why he has done things in my life, even though I have been doing everything for him. And the thing is, is like, we need to continue to have faith. That's why Simon asked Jesus to walk on water in the chosen because he knew Jesus had that power to put him on the water. Everything that he said would come true. That's exactly what Simon said in the chosen. And before that it was the scene where they fed five thousand people in with just like five loaves of bread and two fish. So it was really cool to see that portrayed because Simon was just so mad because these 5,000 people that Jesus was preaching to was Gentiles and Jewish people did not like Gentiles. So he was mad that Jesus was feeding the people who aren't, quote unquote, his people, but yet allowed all this stuff to happen to his wife, and um, just that whole commotion going on, that whole scene where they're in the storm rowing the boat, and then Jesus just comes on the water, and just, it, uh, it gets me every time, because Simon, with faith, went on the water, but then he started seeing the waves, he started seeing all this stuff that's going around him, and he took his eyes off of God, and he sank. He fell into the water. He was no longer walking on the water. He was in the water, but the thing is, is that Jesus reached down to him, and he reached back. We have to continue to reach back. We have to continue moving past everything that we are struggling with. We have to continue to keep our eyes on Jesus before we go into the water and we sink. And if we don't grab his hand, we are going to drown. And I think that's why I started saying this. <laughs> I wasn't planning on saying all of this thing that I just said. Holy Spirit, guys. Holy Spirit. But, like, it's so true, though. We need to keep our eyes on God, especially on these moments where we are seeing the devil trying to manifest himself. And we need to keep our eyes on Jesus. We need to keep our eyes on God. We need to keep our eyes on the Holy Spirit so he can manifest outwards. And that's what revival all is. Revival is inward, but it has an outward motion to where everything that happens on the inside of us gets to be poured, overflowing, pouring out of us to where we're able to talk to other people and to minister to other people and to share the good news to other people. That's what God is doing. And another thing is like, we are a new generation of people. A lot of these revivals are not going to be the same revivals that people had back in the day in the Pentecostal church. I've been to one of those Pentecostal revivals. They're intense. It's literally so loud, so crazy, but it comes to a point where we are just like, it's a new generation. This is a new revival coming on. It may not look the same way that the other revivals looked like in the past, but it's now a new generation. In Mark 2, 22, it says, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskin will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. So basically what this is saying is that we were old wineskins. And this is going back into that time where jesus was walking the earth and they did not have wine bottles they had wine skins and they were made they were handmade to hold wine and you had to get new wine skins every time that you had wine like at that time of the the in just in that time alone they didn't have access to drinkable water. If they did, they had to go miles and miles just to get two buckets of water. So there, ha- they had like wine vines. They were able to make wine. They were able to have grapefruit vines to where they're they're able to have grape vines to where they're able to make wine, and that's why wine was just you know, so common in that era. But anyways, back into this scripture, when you had new wine, when you made new wine, you had to put them into fresh wine skins. If you put them into your old wine skin, it would get ruined, like those scripture said. So we were the old wineskin. skin. We lived in a way to where we did not have God, obviously. We weren't born yet. We weren't made new again. So the, this, this new wine that is telling us here in Mark is that we are being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're being overfilled with the presence of God. We are being overfilled with just being a Christian to where it didn't fit our old body. We're not the same wine skin that we once were. We are now a new wine skin, so that the new wine could come in. Because if we are still living for the world, it's not going to happen. This that God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus are coming into you will literally burst. You cannot have one foot in the world and one foot out in in God. Like it's you can't. That is being a lukewarm Christian. And in Revelation, God... And in Revelation, Jesus said, If you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. He will not accept people who are lukewarm Christians. So if you are battling with yourself on being a Christian and still facing things of the world, you may not be born again. And that is okay because you have a chance to ask God for forgiveness and repent for your sins. And that's where revival comes in. It comes in repentance. It comes in acknowledgement that Jesus is Lord and that you are no longer able to live the life that you're living so we need to make sure that we are new wineskins that we are no longer our old self but a new self so that the holy spirit can come in and manifest in your life the anointing can come from anyone not like a motivational speaker or anything but just anyone in general and that's what's going on at ashbury university like these are kids they're college kids they're like 18 19 20 21 year old kids and they are full-on leading worship full-on leading a revival and just allowing god to just manifest in their lives in their in their home and their school and everything which is so beautiful because the anointing of god just comes to anybody And um, there's this one thing I always say, it's that God doesn't call the equipped to do his work, but he equips the called to do his work. And that could be anybody, including the metal band that is really well known in the Christian community, the Bloodline, that had a full-on revival the other day. Like, Linda and Celeste are really big into um, heavy metal christian music and i tagged them in there and they're like oh my gosh like i love but line like i'm so glad that this is happening and you know the fact that it could happen anywhere and a lot of people are saying like oh it's not a revival if it's like like a middle band or whatever it may be but like this one guy commented on it saying in psalms 155 through 6 it says praise him with clashing sounds of symbols praise him with the resounding symbols let everything that has breath praise the lord praise the lord and it is just so true it could literally be anything that will give god praise it could be any type of christian music that will give god praise and that's a whole different conversation for a whole another episode now that i think about it so um but it's just so powerful to see all of these uh, revivals coming out into you know the world and just seeing god manifest into who he is it's so beautiful but one of the things that i've seen online was a lot of people asking, do I have to go to that place to have a revival? No, you do not. I have seen a lot of revivals. A lot of them are different. I have seen people literally having a revival in their living room with their community group you don't have to travel to Kentucky to feel the release of God. You don't have to travel to Corpus Christi or Fort Worth or San Antonio, Texas to feel the presence of God. In Matthew 7 verse 7 it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock on the door and it it will be open to you. If you ask God to come into your home like I just did right now when I anointed this home, you could feel the Holy Presence coming in. You could feel the Holy Spirit just coming into your home. And I just pray that for you. I pray that you ask God. I pray that you seek the Holy Spirit. I pray that you will allow Jesus to come into your life. You know, like... A lot of people have been making fun of me because of my Christianity faith. And that's fine. You know, in the Bible, Jesus said, when the people hate you, remember they hated me first. So I really don't mind if people are against me for being a Christian. But at the same time, I love y'all guys so much that I have to tell you this. Because when Jesus comes... And you're there on Judgment Day, looking at God and Jesus before the throne. What are you going to be doing? Are you going to be trying to plead your case? Or are you going to be just saying, thank you, God, for this, this wonderful opportunity to serve you on earth? Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Like, What are you going to be doing at that moment on Judgment Day? because the first thing i'm doing i am running to jesus and i am going to hug him with everything i have like i look forward to it i believe that god is not done with me here on earth but if he is i know where i'm gonna go i know where i'm going but are you are you ready for death And I'm not saying this to be like, oh my gosh, you're talking about this, whatever. Like, no, like, this is a true question. Like, are you prepared to die? Because our timeline is not promised. You could literally be gone tomorrow. So, why are you going to pretend that everything is okay when in reality you are broken inside? And the only person that can fix it is Jesus Christ. Why are you going to pretend that your life is awesome when in reality, you are just so overwhelmed? God has the answer for you. He literally died on the cross for you so you can be free. And I love you too much to not allow you to walk away. And I feel like that's why God let me use this platform, this podcast, because I am able to tell it how it is. <laughs> I, I get that a lot. Like, I am very blunt, and I don't say it loosely. It can be a blessing, because God is letting it be a blessing. But uh, we are battling something, guys. We are battling the devil. We really are. And the fact that all of this stuff that's going on in the world just proves that we are battling against him. And as Christians, we are supposed to be a different person. We are supposed to be the salt and the light of the world. We are supposed to stand out. We're supposed to have flavor. We are supposed to be different, look different but when people are gonna ask you about God you need to make sure that you're gonna be telling them about God (laughs) I feel like that's why a lot of people don't really ask me about God at work and at school because I don't shut up about Jesus I could talk about Jesus all the time and I get so passionate I obviously like you'll see me be passionate about Jesus just now we need to be this way and I'm not trying to say like I'm better than you or I have it all together because I really don't guys. <laughs> I am a fellow struggler just like you, but the thing is is that I have an answer and his name is Jesus Christ and he died for you and rose again on the third day and said that we are able to find a new life through him. and because he has died for us, we are now blessed with this amazing God. And we have the Holy Spirit within us. And the same Holy Spirit that lives within me is the same Holy Spirit that lives within you. That is the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave. And the thing is, is that Jesus is alive. He is not dead. He will come again. But when he comes, are you going to be ready? You know... In Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. If you ask God for forgiveness, it will be given to you. If you seek the Lord, you will find the Lord. If you knock and the door will be open to you. The heavenly door will be open to you. If you just give your life to the Lord. But you have to be hungry for him. That's also how revival comes to be. You need to be hungry for the Lord. You need to starve for him. And that's not like real food, but like the heavenly food. Even though I go through mental health issues, even though I have been very depressed lately, even though I have been struggling with my foot, (laughs) I still find joy in my life. And the only reason I have joy in my life is because God is good. He is good all the time, and all the time he is good. It's beautiful because God is moving in our nation. But what are you going to do about it? Are you going to go for the world, or are you going to go for God? That's only the answer that you could do. That's the only question that you can answer. And I pray that you ask God to come into your life if you haven't so already. And if you are struggling, I am praying for you. Actually, I'm going to pray right now. Father God, I want to thank you for coming into my home and to anoint my home with your holy presence. I pray that you protect this person that's listening to this podcast. I pray that you just allow themselves to just be able to feel the holy presence wherever they're sitting, wherever they're standing, whatever they're doing. I pray that you get to anoint them and just be a blessing to their lives. I pray that they are seeking for you for anything that you are doing in their lives. I pray that you just help them and navigate their understandings. I pray for Sam Smith, who is lost and is living for the world and is serving a demonic, the evil Satan and is so lost. I pray that he finds you and finds the salvation that you have. I pray for Beyonce, who is also struggling and who is lost, and I pray that you allow her to use her voice as a gift to praise you and only you. Because you are a God who is loving and forgiving. But you are also a God who is just. And we know what the Bible says. We don't want that for them. We don't want them to go to hell. We don't want the people who are listening to their music to go to hell either. So I just pray that you just knock on their door. Let them knock on your door. Let them seek you. Let them find you. I pray for the person who is struggling right now, who is lost in what they're doing with their lives. I pray that they see you and they hear you. I pray that you talk to us, the things that we are doing every single day. I pray that you talk to me. I pray that you talk to my husband, my parents, my family. I pray that you continue to guide us and to navigate our lives and that everything that we're doing, I pray that it's in your will and not ours and that everything that it, we are wanting is because you are wanting it, not for our needs, but for yours. And I pray that in Jesus' name, amen. Well, that lasted a lot longer than I expected it to be. <laughs> I was expecting this to be like a quick 20 minute episode, but God had different plans and Lord, thank you for changing my plans. Um, I really look forward to next week's episode if I do have my friend joining me. If not, I guess we will talk about a different subject then. But until then, I will see you all next time, guys. Bye.